hello 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 all my beautiful people once again allow me to extend my most humble thanks and appreciation for you taking time to listen to today's podcast from nubian king broadcasting out of the middle east okay today i want to talk to you about transitioning from a meat based diet to a vegetarian vegan diet um i've gotten several emails in the past few days about that and it's been quite busy here this is why you know i haven't uh posted within a few days nevertheless i'm back so let's get to it i want to talk to you today about the process of transitioning from meat to vegetarian and vegan it's two main points two main points in that process number one is knowledge meaning that i need you to know why you should eat this and not that okay because in your knowing and understanding why you should eat this and not that it's going to give you the strength to make it through the transitioning period that you're going to go through. You're going to go through a psychological transition and you're going to go through a physical transition. Because for all of these years, you've been consuming meat, steaks, hot dogs, hamburgers, fish, chicken, you know, ribs, barbecue and other meat items that you, you know, have eaten. And for that period of time, your body has gotten adjust to dealing with meat. And your mind psychologically have adjusted to dealing with meat. And so, let's briefly go over the two. Mentally, when you sit down to your favorite food, Let's say it may be chicken, fried chicken. You look at it, it looks good. You smell it, it smells good. And between the sight and the smell, you're convinced, oh, this is going to be good. Then you sink your teeth into it and you feel that bite. You feel the crunch of the skin and the flavor. Those two things directly affected your taste bud and your senses that sent signals to your brain oh this is delicious now it may taste good and it does to your taste buds and to your mind but after you swallow it what happens in your stomach mm-hmm. you see I want to share this with you and this is important do you know that meat has no flavor yeah uh i remember back in the day long before i became vegan i was a young son and i told you i started my journey on, at 17 but <clears throat> when i was uh maybe 9 or 10 a family they would get together every weekend over somebody's house my uncle 
my cousin, my aunt, and they would barbecue and cook. You know, it. I mean, they was go for it. This was a family thing we did every week. One, one, one uh, weekend when when uh, my mother and grandmother was preparing the uh, ribs to go out on the grill, I went in the kitchen, and the the ribs, they had them in a pot boiling. And I was like, wow. So I asked my mother, why are the ribs in the pot? She said, I'm parboiling them to make them tender. I said, uh-huh. So when she finished, she took them out, put them on a tray. And while they were there, I took a piece of it and, you know, the meat and ate it. It tastes like zero, nothing, no flavor, nothing. And I was surprised being that, you know, as a young son, when you say barbecue ribs, you expect to taste that. But this is something that I discovered as a young son. Meat has no flavor. Neither the chicken, fish, or none of that because the meat is actually the muscle of the animal. And in the muscle, you got the blood, the nerves, and other things. The flavor is what you put on the meat. Uh-huh. So when they are advertising food, they use one word, and their entire ad campaign is centered around that word, and that word is taste. In America, country fried taste, southern fried taste, this tastes delicious. This is the taste you can you know, die for. Taste. Taste this. What does it taste like? Oh, it's delicious. And that's the, the focal point. What it tastes like. No one talks about what happens once it gets in your stomach. That's, that's, not the, that's not the business's concern. The business's concern is that you enjoy the flavor so you can keep coming back buying more, giving them money. Well, we changing that. So anyway, meat has no flavor, none whatsoever. So actually what you're eating are you're eating the seasonings and the meat happens to be the carrier of the seasons to your tongue. Mm -hmm. And so that's how you have been conditioned programming almost like hypnotized to think that it's the meat that you're eating that tastes so good but it's not it's the seasoning you know i once said to to an audience that i was talking to you can actually take the meat out and leave the seasoning on the plate and eat the seasoning and you you'll be just as satisfied because it's the stimulant the nerve stimulation of the seasoning that you enjoy the meat is just a carrier. That's what you put the seasoning on. And so when you chew in the meat, you digesting the seasoning. That's where all the flavor is at. That's where the taste is at. So what am I saying? You actually don't need the meat. Especially when you know and understand what that dead, rotted flesh does to your body. So that relationship between your taste bud and mind, that is going to go through a transition. 
because when you stop consuming all those chemicals, you will have a reaction. It, it, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad reaction, but it's going to be a transition because actuality, some of those chemicals are like drugs. One main one, a big one, is MSG, monosodium glutamate. Monosodium glutamate is a flavor enhancer. It's straight, nothing but chemical. And ingesting monosodium glutamate consistently for a period of time sets up in your system almost like heroin, the drug itself, and you become dependent. And so why is it that you eat and eat and eat and, and sometimes you just can't get satisfied, like you can't quit eating? You've been drugged. Okay, that's what the taste bud and the mind is going to go through, that transition. And when that's taking place, you're, you're slight, you know, uh, psychologically, you, you, you think you got to have some meat. And if you haven't seen meat in two or three, four days, you're like, oh, man, you know. So when that happens, it's not to say it's going to be a bad negative reaction. No, it's not going to be a reaction at that level. But when that takes place, you're going to have to be psychologically and mentally ready. And what prepares you is your knowledge. And your knowledge of knowing what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat, that's where you're going to find your strength to stay course, stay on the course. Okay? The next adjustment is going to be the body itself. The body itself, because it has been processing heavy, dead, cooked flesh. Your body is going to go through almost like what a rejoicing. Also, with the flesh being dead and rotted, and I have to say it like that, but I'm not going to. Uh, you know, I'm not going to pull the wood, try to pull the wood over your head. I'm going to talk clear to you. <sighs> when you stop consuming flesh, your body is going to go through one phase of like a cleansing because the constant ingesting of flesh and all of these different chemicalized pro uh, products once you stop consuming them and begin to drink more water, fresh fruits and vegetable, your body is going to begin to automatically cleanse itself. And so with the, you know, ingestion of fruits and fruits as cleansers, fruits are cleansers and vegetables are builders. Your body is going to begin to automatically cleanse itself. And when that cleansing cycle kick in, Again, you want to understand what it is you're doing, why you're doing it, so you have strength to keep doing it until your body adjusts to not consuming flesh anymore. All right? So, two major points. You got to educate yourself so you will know why you need to make these changes uh, beyond just knowing it's more healthy. Okay, it's more healthy. A lot of people know it's more healthy, but... Why are you going to do this? And that's the key. 
when you know your why and you understand your why, you have strength to, to overcome all obstacles along the way. And through your education, that's where you're going to get your why understanding because you're going to know why you should eat this and not that. All right? Mentally, the mental change. Physically, your body is going to go through a change. And so, with that being said, we're going back to step one. Educate yourself as to why you should do this. And through your knowledge, it will give you the strength to pass through all obstacles or discomfort. And, and I want to say it in that manner, discomfort, because it's not going to be something terrible like you're going to go through a metamorphosis like the Hulk turn green and big one day, and after that you're good. Now, some people haven't experienced any type of, you know, uh, sensation of discomfort. So it just depends, you know, on your makeup, on your physical makeup. All right. You ready to get started? You read books and you got a better understanding of the pros and cons. And so now you want to go ahead and get started on the, you know, stop eating meat. What do you do? One day at a time. It's just that simple. Now, to give you some keys, one day of the week, no meat, no eggs, no cow's milk, no cheese, nothing, the animal, and nothing from the animal or any derivatives from the animal. And that's cheese and milk and, and things like that. One whole day, none of that. Okay? From the time you wake up, going through the whole day, the evening, coming in from work and sitting down at your dinner table, no meat, no animal products, the whole day. Then, I don't know if you the type that when you come in from work, you shower before you actually sit down or anything, or you the kind that come in from work and you may relax and do a few things or something. You know, that's you. I'm simply saying that when you come in that evening, if you're the type to eat, not any meat. This is one full day. And we're going to do the day from sunrise to sunset until the sunrise the next day. From sunrise to sunrise, that's a whole 24-hour day. So if you wake up 5 in the morning, the sun come up at 6.30, it goes down at 7 in the evening, and then it rises again at 6.30. That's a full day. Okay? So your full day from sunrise one day until sunrise the next day. That's a full day. No meat, no animal products. Just one day. Because I want you to take your time. You pick the day. Now, I'm going to give you a key. The day should be your busiest day where you really don't have time to sit down and then eat a big lunch for an hour or two. 
This is the busiest day. It may be your Monday. It may be your Tuesday. It may be a Wednesday. But whatever your busiest work day, make that your no meat day because you're so you'll be so busy working that you really that day you generally really don't even eat. So make that your meatless day. And that way you can go through the entire day and really not miss it. Because why? You didn't even have time to stop and eat until you got home. And when you get home, make sure you have a nice vegetarian vegan meal. All right, and whatever you're going to do, two, three, four hours after the meal, you do that so the meal can digest, and then you go to sleep. Wake up the next day, and you keep on with the regular things that you eat. The point is giving you an opportunity, a time to make the adjustment, and then figure out your menus. You know, you're still studying. Now, you're in study mode. You got to learn how to cook. Learn how to prepare your food. And so you don't want to just rush out there and you're not really prepared. You don't even know how to make certain menus. Uh, a lot of ingredients are different. Certain food items you just haven't used, you walk past. So, so take your time. Slow down. Let's start with Monday. From sunup Monday, sundown, all the way to sunup Tuesday. That's a whole day. If Monday is your busiest day, you you run it up and down the steps of whatever you're doing, working, then let that be your no meat day. And you'll be so caught up with work, you won't even realize, man, I haven't even stopped and ate anything. You understand? So this is the simple psychology to making that transition. Now, once you get real good with that one day, not eating any, any flesh, you can eat the salads and your fruits and your nuts and the other items. I'm some. I'm pretty sure some of you are living uh, within close proximity of health food stores, and some of you are probably in cities that have vegan restaurants. Yeah, that you can pull up on, get you a nice vegan meal. You know, so you'll be all right. You know. Uh, also, one key for those that living around. Uh, pretty nice health food stores. The health food store in the neighborhood is generally the center point of all of the uh, health, diet, vegan, and vegetarian, and health conscious community. You know, everybody kind of like the health food store. You know, I, when I in the beginning, when I first started this, I told you I've been vegan for forty two years. Like when I first started, I used to love to just go to the health food store. And I still like that. To, I'm still like that today. I just, the health, just something about going to the health food store. And you're seeing all these items that someone bagged it up with hand and it's all natural. The people working there, you know, they got, you know, big baggy pants on their long hair and they all vegans, you know. And so that whole health thing, I've just been into that for, since I was 17. Okay. So for information, certainly you can go online, a lot of information out there. And for social activities and what have you, reference the health food store. Um, it's, it's like natural healers. They uh, lead the information at the health food store. You're looking at someone to deal with Ricky, you know, reading your eyes or colonic irrigation, colonic therapists. 
uh, once you get with a canonic therapist, they can turn you on to other things. So it's just a network that, you know, I'm talking about a network of people. And so that's it. Educating yourself on why you should make this change so that you knowing and your why is greater than any opposition you may run into in the process of changing. And taking your time, starting out one day a week, suggesting for you the busiest day. Let that be your no meat day. Now, once that get easy for you, Somewhere down the road, week, two, three, whatever, you know, everybody's different. No one's the exact same. You'll get to a point where it'll be so easy, like second nature. And that is a beautiful space to be in. You know, I used to see, you know, people like that. They had been vegan for years and they could just be so satisfied with just a simple salad and a nice dressing, you know, and they eat that salad. That's it. That is it. And, and you know, I used to watch people do that when I was starting out like, man, how is a salad going to be? What? Because remember, we grew up eating meat and 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 uh everything but it was the meat that we was conditioned to believe that we have to have it in order to feel full like we eating something and i'm watching these people eat this salad like man it's the last supper and i'm saying to myself man how can these people be satisfied with just lettuce tomato onion and a few other little things in the salad but they were they got up, they ate, man, and they were just whew, so. And lo and behold, you roll the clock forward. I'm 60, and I, my number one most favorite food is a delicious salad, you know, with all type of nice vegetables, no fruit. Don't put raisin and, and coconut and all type of stuff in the salad. Not for me, okay? You have other people, they eat nuts. And there's nothing wrong with eating nuts in your salad because your, your salad is the vegetable and the nuts, your protein, that's a great combination. It'll digest good. But for me, a, a, a good salad starts out with a nice lettuce, organic, onions organic, tomato organic, sprouts organic. Uh, you can put wakimi in there, organic. You know, chives in there, organic. Reason why organic, because over here in Israel, the organic community is, is, is just banging. They off the chain. And I know the girl that owned the organic farm. And once you start eating organic and you taste the food again, you never want to go back to conventional food. You never want to go back because... <laughs> You know what's powerful about real good organic food, salads? You don't even need salad dressing. Uh, you know what? I'm telling you things that 
I'm experiencing. 42 years of being a vegan, I can sit down and eat a salad with no dressing as long as the salad items are organic and they all have their flavor. The lettuce have its flavor. The tomato have its flavor. The onions have its flavor. The sprouts have their flavor. Everything have its own individual flavor. And once you put it all together as a salad, then you have this symphony of flavor that just bursting in your mouth. And you get to a point where you no longer need salad dressing and all type of chemical seasoning to make yourself feel satisfied like you eating something you've gotten to a point now where the vegetable itself washed and clean is good enough that's the elevation that you you know that's what gets you like 60 no high blood pressure no erectile dysfunction no heart problem no senility no aching joints no arthritis bursitis and any of those other degenerative diseases that a lot of people have when they reach 60, 70, and 80, they start breaking down. You know, not the total mud, but the general society has been conditioned to believe that once you get 60, 70, 80, you get old and you're breaking down and you get ugly and your body fall apart. No, 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 no. Your body is reacting to the way it's been managed, the way it's been cared for. Believe it or not, all of that food that you've eaten over the years did not have enough nutrition to nourish the body. Now you're hitting 60, 65, 70, and your body is beginning to tell on you. Your skin is all wrinkled and, you know, spots and everywhere, and you're looking bad because why? The body has not been nourished. And another thing that's very important is you have not been drinking enough water. You know how some people, the back of their heels are so hard and the skin is cracked. You know why? You haven't been drinking enough water. Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, it's just that simple. Because you have not been consuming enough water, the back of your heels is all hard and cracked. It's just that simple. Now, your skin is your largest organ of the body. And you haven't been doing the number one thing that your skin needs to maintain optimum health and elasticity and youthfulness, drinking water. Good fresh water. Good fresh water. Just drink water. Humans are the only creatures on earth that when they get thirsty, they drink everything else except water. Look at all of the animals and insects and birds and being everything under the creation. The only fluid it has ever consumed was water. Have you ever seen a lion run up to a bar and say, oh, I'll pull me up a cold one on tap. What you got on tap? I'm thirsty. Nope. You ever seen a horse roll up to a grocery store and say, I need a six pack. I'm thirsty. Nope. When dogs are moving around, the dog in your house, and you know you got a lot of people have dogs in the house. Do they want the cold beer you sucking on? No. They want water. Every single living organism on this planet since the beginning of time has consumed only one fluid and one fluid only. 
and that is water. So now here humans with all of their wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, they have everything else to drink except water. And then when they get 60, they look horrible because they've been dehydrated most of their life. You know, I read a report that says 90% of the world population are always 60% dehydrated. And a 5% reduction in normal water in the body causes you to begin to lose energy. Your energy wanes. 90% of the world inhabitants are always 60% dehydrated or experiencing some type of dehydration. And you may be a little fatigued and tired and don't know you don't have enough water in your system. And that goes on day in, day out, week, months, years, years. And now when you hit 60 and 70, your body is telling on you, man, you have not taken care of your body. All right. You know, I only do 30 minutes because anything longer than that is, is too long. Studies have shown that the human attention span is only about a good hour. Maybe some people hour and a half. I do 30 minutes because the speed that the world is moving at today, 30 minutes is just about <laughs> most what the average people can take. But I gave you some keys on, um, you know, transitioning from a meat diet to a vegetarian vegan diet. Okay. This has been Nubian King broadcasting from Israel, Northeast Africa, city of Ashkelon. And I do it because I love you from the basement of my heart to the attic of my mind. I love you 24-7. That means all the time. Shalom.